What do you do when everything falls apart? Real life starts now. Welcome to Real Life with Evangelist Ann and Kathleen Lay, where people with real problems find answers in a real God. Welcome to Real Life. I'm your host, Kathleen Light, and joining me is my husband, Evangelist Don Light. Later in the show, you'll hear from Daniel Newcomb, who was on our previous show, who turned to drugs and parties when his successful life began to crumble right in front of his eyes. You know, I know for me, God was my last resort. I tried everything in my life, you know, to have a stable life and to make it. And I didn't think God could really help me. You know, I thought I was very insignificant. So when things started to fall apart in my life, which it did often, things never seemed to go the way I wanted them to. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that God would be the first answer I should have turned to. Yeah, people don't turn to him. Sometimes people get mad at God when things fall apart. And I think that's a very easy response to have. Just, you know, gung-ho and try to make it happen try to make it all work together, but you know, everything's falling apart. And sometimes people get to a point where they feel so trapped that they begin to have thoughts of suicide. Mm. So what do we do? Well, it says in Mark chapter four, verses 38 through 40, there's a story. The disciples were with Jesus and the boat is about to sink. Mm. Water's pouring into the boat and they're freaking out and they're trying to wake up Jesus. They're like, teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. And I think a lot of us, we can get to that point. And you know, in that story, Jesus actually gets up, he rebukes the wind, and he says to the sea, peace be still, and everything stopped, mm-hmm. which showed the power and the authority of Jesus Christ. But he says to them, he says, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? Wow. Jesus's response was like, how come you didn't believe me in the midst of when everything was falling apart? Mm-hmm. I got this. You need to realize I got this. And I sense that's a word for someone right now. Mm -hmm. Maybe something's falling apart in your life right now. God still has got you. Lean into him Mm -hmm. and he'll take care of you. And what I know about the disciples when you say that, when you talk about that story, is they actually turned to Jesus. They did. And that is the key. When we turn to him, that's the success that we can have where things might be falling apart, but he has a better way. So if you're going through a hard time, call out to him and trust that he can make every crooked path straight. Let's hear from Daniel Newcomb right here after the break. Real life is made possible by people like you. We'd like to take this opportunity to sincerely thank you for your generous support. We couldn't do it without you. May God bless. Welcome to Real Life. I'm your host, Kathleen Light, and joining me is my husband, Evangelist Don Lay. Hello, everyone. Joining us once again is Daniel Newcomb, and he was sharing with us that at a young age, he was made fun of. He had club hands and wrists and walked crooked. And, you know, throughout that, it really messed with his identity and who he was. He felt inferior. So as he got older, he got into business, became very successful and thought, wow, I've got it all now until the bottom fell out. And he was like, now what? He started doing alcohol and drugs. Things got worse. And he's going to share with us how they came to a point where he was facing 25 years in prison. Mm. We're going to find that out right now. Welcome to the show, Daniel. Thanks for being with us. Thank you for having me again. Yeah. So I understand as you continued in this life of going out, partying, drinking, you know, the money getting less and less and the fun was more and more, but yet it was very empty. And that started to lead you into things where it was a downward spiral. Tell me a little bit about what got you into trouble. 
Absolutely. You know, it's one thing about living that lifestyle. Once you're in it, you think that this is all it's supposed to be and you're willing to do anything to hang on to it. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what happened to me. I was willing to do anything it took. So eventually that's where I got into trouble, not just the drugs and the alcohol or anything, but to maintain that lifestyle, I got caught into things like check fraud and commercial burglary and of all things, assault with a deadly weapon. And so I was sentenced to do prison time. You know, the law finally caught up to me. I was sentenced between four and 25 and was facing 25. I was struggling trying to make sense of how all this could happen because You know, I started to rationalize things as I was living that lifestyle and saying, you know, I'm not really hurting anybody, you know, and trying to hold on to that. Finally, there was a stop in that. Obviously, when you're sentenced to that much time, everything comes to a halt. Wow. And so here you were facing this prison sentence. And what were you thinking at that point? Like, wow, I can't believe I'm here. Or were you just bitter and angry? I was all of that and then some, in all honesty. I couldn't believe what had happened. I couldn't believe how the bottom fell out in what I was doing. You know, I've always heard people tell me, God loves you. God loves you. And I always had this in my head as I was going through that time. I said, you know what? If God loves me, how did this happen? If God loves me, you know, why am I going through this? If God loves me, why was I the one that was born a cripple and with a handicap and was born different? Mm -hmm. If God loves me and all that is true, why did it have to be me that's going through all this? Granted, I've made some mistakes, but did it have to be this? Couldn't I catch a break? You know, all I'm trying to do is find myself in this world and find my place in this world. And this is where it ended up. Mm -hmm. And so during that time, I was very angry. I was still questioning. I was suicidal and actually tried to commit suicide. Mm. I was locked up in my cell and trying to find ways. I got my hands on a nitro bottle because heart disease ran in my family. And so they gave me that just in case something happened. Mm. You know, you're only supposed to take one of those per day or something. If you have heart problems, I took about 25 of those wow. and all I came away was a headache. <laughs> oh, no. Wow. And there was something that happened. A trustee came around with some books and you were just not having it. You're like, no, I don't need to read not, you know, any of these books. But there was one that stood out to you and it changed your life. Can you tell me about that? Absolutely. My trustee came around for days, actually, with a rack of books and says, you want something to read? And there was this book that says, you can be free. And I looked at that at first. And because of my mindset, I thought to myself, well, that's a cold-blooded book. Here I am spending what could be 25 years. And here's a book that says, you can be free. Is that a joke? Mm-hmm. You know. But there was just something so compelling in my heart that I needed to read that book. Finally, and I think it was like the fourth or fifth day that the trustee came around. He says, you want to read a book? And, and that book was always on there. And I said, sure, let me have that. And it was a New Testament. <laughs> oh, wow. And so when I turned open the book, the first page that I came to was Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, where Jesus says, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And there's something about those words, come to me, mm. the very words of Jesus where he says, come to me. And even right now, as I share this with you, I get a little bit of goosebumps because it's as if he's saying, Daniel, you never gave me a chance. Mm. You know, you tried looking for significance and identity in money, in business, in relationships, in drugs and alcohol, but you never gave me a chance. Mm. I let that soak in for a good moment. It seemed like it was a long time, but it was just maybe a few moments. And for the first time in my life in that prison cell up in Delano, California, I bowed my head down to the ground and I said, Lord, if this is you and this is what you're doing, and if you still want me after everything I've done and after everything I've said and after everything that I have doubted, if you still want me, 
I'm yours. Oh. I tried everything else. I tried the drugs. I tried the alcohol. I tried the money. I tried the relationships. You know, I tried everything else this world had to offer, but I've never given him a chance. And so that day I gave him a chance and something just happened. And in a time where I felt the most hopeless and suicidal, all it took was a verse and a prayer and an opportunity to give Jesus a chance. And it changed my whole life around. He changed your whole life. And what's so wonderful about him changing your life is he gave you a second chance. And instead of being in prison 25 years, you were in prison for four years. And when you got out, you didn't just turn your back on God. You stayed on the course and followed Jesus and continued down the path doing his will. And now you are doing ministry. You're helping people all over the place in different missions, and you're just doing great things for the last 11 years. So tell me a little bit for those who are listening, what would you say to someone who maybe they're in prison, they're listening to this or jail, or they feel like they're in the prison, but they're not. They just feel depressed, alone, sad that they don't even know who they are, or they're being bullied or made fun of. What would you say to someone right now who's hopeless? I would say this, that God is faithful. Mm -hmm. You might think that you're down and out. You might think that this is the last leg of your life, but give Jesus a chance. He asked me for that chance. I gave it to him and he hasn't failed me yet. I say this to people all the time. It's actually been almost 15 years now since I walked out of those prison gates and I've never, ever regretted giving my life to Jesus. Mm -hmm. He's been faithful. And if you allow him to show his faithfulness in your life, he will show up. He wants to show himself mighty on your behalf. The Bible talks about giving good gifts to his children, and that's what he does. That's who our Father is, our Heavenly Father is. He loves us with an everlasting love. He will never leave you, nor will he forsake you. One of my favorite verses in the whole Bible is Jeremiah 29, 11. I add a word in there. I know that we're not supposed to, but he says that he has a plan and a purpose. I always tell people he still has a plan and a purpose for your life, mm-hmm. regardless of your circumstance or your situation. Amen. There's a freedom from this world that you will never experience. I mean, we look at freedom from debt when we have more money or freedom from obligations or a job when you retire. Freedom doesn't happen when those things happen. Freedom happens when you surrender your life to Jesus. Hmm. And there's bondages, there's old thoughts that there might be memories of those thoughts, but they no longer have an impact on your life. There are external circumstances that make you feel like you're shackled down or you're boggled up. But Jesus gives you a freedom that you can never experience outside of him. Amen. And he does know where you're at, my friend. And just as Daniel has been sharing with us, he knows where you're at. God has a plan and purpose for your life. He loves you just where you're at. Thank you so much, Daniel, for sharing your life with us and all that God is doing. We really appreciate you. Thank you. God bless you guys. God bless you. You know, I sense that there's someone right now who's never given God that chance. Maybe you've gone to church. Maybe you've done things. You've tried to be a good person, but you've never really given God a chance to take over your life and to completely take over everything. Now's the time. Now's the moment. I believe that you're listening for such a time as this. God is calling you out right now. And I'm just going to invite you, my friend, to come to Jesus because you're laboring, you're moving, you know you're feeling tired. This message is for somebody who's listening right now. I'm going to give you the opportunity. Jesus, we take a moment and we just surrender everything. And we want to give you that chance. Jesus, come into our lives. We receive you. We believe in you. We repent of our past, trying to do life on our own. We're tired of doing it on our own, and we need you, Jesus, in our lives. 
So we, we rely on you. Whatever trial, tribulation, my friend, you're going through, just give it to him right now. Mm-hmm. Jesus, we receive you and we believe. Mm-hmm. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you all. Thank you for tuning in. You're listening to Real Life. 